Hey, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We're a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. That's where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot because we think it's the best. It is the best. It's better than sex. Let's not. It's better than sex. Why didn't anyone tell me? Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki. Yo, I'm Steve Green. And today we have Joe Jitsukawa. How do you yep. say last name? No, you said it right. I did guess. Joe Malia. Yeah. Joe Malia from YouTube. I know, yeah. like, that's, what I, that's what you are on my phone, is Joe Malia. Joe Malia, really? You yeah. put me as Joe Malia? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I knew that wasn't your last name, but like... It you just know, a lot of fits. people actually thought that was my real last name. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you come up with that? Um, because I never put my real information online ever. Oh. Like this was, this is, you know. Back in the day. Back in the day, right. When we all had screen names. Right. So when, <laughs> when I we made all a... thought we were off the grid. Yeah. Exactly. But we weren't. But yeah. we thought so. <laughs> but I didn't want the CIA to find me or whatever. No, but <laughs> when I made a Facebook, I just wrote Joe Joe. And mm. I was just too lazy to add the other E for the last name. <laughs> <laughs> You're like JoJo? That. Yeah. J-O-E <laughs> and then cute. last name J-O. I just, so it was just JoJo, yeah. And That's it kind of so stuck. Funny. My YouTube name is Tricknix because that was my AIM name. Uh, and gosh, like it took forever to change it to Nikki Limo, like as the vanity URL. And uh, my plaque, the 100,000 subscriber thing, it yeah. just says Tricknix, which makes me laugh all the time because I forget that that was my That's original how you came name. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I it was like too. my first Hotmail. <laughs> Mine's uh, the Uncle Chin. Yeah. <laughs> that's your channel name? Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. I mean, I changed everything now to my full name, but. Dude, mine's crazy, too, because, like, Steve Green Comedy, right? It's like, for all the videos that I've done where I'm trying to troll and troll my own audience and all the stuff that I've done, like, how do you not know that I'm trolling if it's called Steve Green Comedy? Even my own Instagram sometimes, I'm like, how do you not know that this is a bit? Oh, yeah. It's, the name is Steve Green. We Instagram. get it all the time. Okay. I mean, just kidding news. <laughs> right. Yeah, they want us to be real and serious even though it's called just kidding news. oh because they just see the news part right yeah how dare <laughs> you talk about kidding. news in a fun way right <laughs> i know i love how we we get the whole you guys should be experts at this thing yeah i don't know what i don't know people come for different reasons right so. oh, by the way i didn't formally introduce you this is joe and he is a founded jk jk films co-founded jk, co-founded co-founded JK, JK yeah. films with bart and uh, started as a sketch channel, but now you span across multiple channels. You have JK News and Got an Empire. Uh, JK Party, which is really fun. And you guys just uh, wrote a movie. Yep, with so, Steve here. With Steve. Yeah, yep. We wrote a movie. Uh, by far one of my favorite people on the earth, by yes. the way. Nikki, I speak for Nikki as well. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, just great. Well, yeah, when we were on the show on uh, JK News, I was like, I just like all these people. Yeah. Like, it's just easy. We it's did like, all kind of click just immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, we're, man. Like, the vibe was so, like, you know, you know, you sometimes go to a YouTube collab and then you're like, okay, see ya. Like, but <laughs> yeah. with you guys, like, we, I was like, I can't wait to go, like, just chill with these guys. Yeah. Like, I could get along with everybody. Sure. Like, I, I, I feel like here. I'm pretty good yeah. at getting along with people, but just, like, the vibe of, like, oh, I could chill with these people. Right, because I, I guess, like, you guys have the same thing we do, and it's, we're not fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not fake, and we're semi-jaded. Right. Yeah. It's a perfect right. mixture of those two things at once. And yeah. I think it's just so much better when, yeah, people are just straightforward with you and just say exactly. things that are on their mind instead of, like, beating around the mm-hmm. bush and <laughs> being yeah. polite. You guys are straight up, and I think we really appreciate people like that. Oh, you too, man. It's like diamond in the rough shit. Like when I I remember meeting you guys and being like, whoa, like, like it's just so like, they're just like us. Like it's just easy. Yeah. Cause you have such a, we've worked with so many YouTubers. I'm sure you have too. Cause we started back in 2009, 2008 and uh, you just seen, seen everyone. Yeah. And it, yeah, after a while, you're just like, okay, I get the type of person a YouTuber is. Yeah. But then you guys don't even know everybody. It's so no, fascinating. No, you know what's crazy? We When we first started YouTube, we were using it like it was Vimeo. Oh. So we were just... Making like little just shorts yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to five years later, we're like YouTubers. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of weird how that happened. Like, because that wasn't a <laughs> no, thing. Right? Like, yeah. the YouTuber wasn't a thing when we started. And now it's become like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. I fought yeah. that title the whole time. And and then now it's all I'm known for. Right. So it's yeah. like how stupid are you to fight? <laughs> but now you people are. want to be that. I know. Yeah. Like th- I think that's why we fight it is because that wasn't a real career. Exist. That wasn't a real mm-hmm. job back when we were growing up picking careers and jobs. But now the kids that watch YouTube, 
they see it as a as a real job, just like um, TV back in the day. Like TV actors didn't think they That's were real true. actors because that you, to be a real actor you'd be on film or yeah, in, on Broadway. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. and true. so TV was seen as this like second rate low class thing yeah. but people growing up watching TV saw them as like stars mm-hmm. and now it's like that with And YouTube. now the kids want to be YouTube stars. It's crazy. Which is so fascinating. Yeah, so I mean and sad. I don't think I'll ever <laughs> fully grasp it cuz just cuz the way that we grew up yeah. but um but I accept it now. I yeah, guess same that. here. I used to be like no, I am not a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm I am artist. a I'm an entertainer. Yeah. I'm a filmmaker like, oh, like the filmmaker I know, right? the best. I know I haven't even made a film yet. I'm a, like I'm a filmmaker. I'm a filmmaker. No. <laughs> I love the ones who still do that the biggest guys yeah. who are like I'm a filmmaker <laughs> I'm like you're out of your fucking mind or even when they say they're a filmmaker and they go to their channel and it's vlogs oh. done like really artsy right it's, it's just you're like, a it's vlogger still a vlog. you're a glorified vlogger <laughs> shut up you're a vlogger who's doing shit in widescreen and you think it's like art yeah, artsy. Oh, I love it but it. you still can't you still can't if uh, someone over 30 asks you what do you do you still can't say YouTuber you still have to find workarounds to, so that they understand like I always say like really I say production or like yeah. social oh, media true. yeah when you're talking like to the that. bank lady you just say you're right. in production yeah that's because true. if you say well I'm a YouTuber it's just easier yeah. otherwise you have to explain it like how many Ubers have we all been in it's like what do you do it's like oh I'm a YouTube person oh that's person. true and yeah. then you have to explain yeah. it and then yeah, they show yeah, you their YouTube channel like oh I started a YouTube channel and they show you it it's like their cat or something yeah. <laughs> so instead, if you just go, I'm in production. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. I think sometimes they think maybe we're in porn and they don't ask questions. Dude, I think everyone in our apartment building thinks we're I think porn. so too. Really? Because, do, yeah, because yeah. we have lights and cameras and, and we don't leave and like and we're always And we're pretty yeah, loud. Um, and then sometimes we have hot people coming over. And then sometimes <laughs> I leave the house looking like a hooker because um, I'm going to an audition and like I'm playing like a bar like hot girl or whatever. <laughs> and just as often awesome. as that, we leave houses and sweat pants yeah, and t-shirts exactly. so like oh, we seem yeah. like we're important 100% totally. and your area too where you guys live. yeah the valley <laughs> come on it's the, dude I see That's porn stars at the grocery store all the time <laughs> exactly Um. so our podcast is Should They Don't Tell You we talk about stuff that like we wish people would have told us when we were you know younger yeah. to know as an adult so that we wouldn't have to learn it the hard way later and I thought you'd be a perfect guest for this topic which is investing uh, a lot of people wish they knew more about investing, finance, money management. That Joe, how much stuff. do you make a day? How much do you make a year? <laughs> no, what's really. your net worth? Uh, no, I don't know. They have me on celebrity net worth, but it's so wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. that shit's so wrong. Yeah, it's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do they have uh, on the? I'm not on celebrity net worth because we're not there yet. Yeah. But um, on the who's dated who thing, right? It says we've been married for like five years. Right. <laughs> the birthday's all wrong. Yeah, it's totally yeah, wrong. It's ridiculous. I am on IMDb though. I don't know how. I haven't. Oh. Yeah. All my JK stuff, I guess yeah. it's credited. I'm on IMDb five different times, and they're all me. <laughs> really? So there's I mean, five, five different, different Steve, Steve Greens. Yeah. They're all me. They're all my credits. And it's hard to consolidate. It's them. impossible. Yeah. And yeah. some I'm like, I wish you could deep six all of this one, and then I wish I could consolidate all the good shit. It's so hard. It's so weird. There's like a whole series that I was in with like an ex of mine. Yeah. That and. For some reason, they put every episode of it on IMDb, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is embarrassing. Why would you put this on IMDb?" Oh yeah, especially it, like one-offs that's like one-offs that are like sex with a hot girl episode two. You know? And I'm wondering who's putting that in there. They do the YouTuber. They do really? always. Yeah. And they wish oh. it was somebody else putting. It oh yeah, in there. They'll, they'll put it under like a production name or yeah. something, which it's is a, even funnier. Dude, I was in a I, when I first moved to LA. I was in an apartment building with this chick who. Uh, like, she she was bragging to me and my buddy at the time um, about how um, she's on IMDb. And, oh, yeah. And so we were like, holy shit, she's on IMDb. That's cool. So we looked her up, and it was obvious. I mean, she hadn't been in anything, right? But then, like, so she listed, like, certain small things as mm-hmm. big things, right? It's like, she was in Entourage. It's like, she was an extra in Yeah. Oh. oh, the, the where you can self-submit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like then, a hand oh, model then, on a Home Shopping Network or something <laughs> like exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. But then, to make it even better, she wrote, like, in rumors section on IMDb. She put has been romantically linked to Jeremy Piven, which oh just means God. that she fucked Jeremy Piven once or like sucked his dick or something. But she put it there. <laughs> Nobody else even knows she's alive. Wow. Like her own mother thinks she died. Oh wow. My God. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she's so out of the zeitgeist that totally. only her could have put that there. 
I'm yeah. really curious who put all of my stuff in there because that's like every single skit, and huh. we have over 400 sketches. And it wasn't and anyone that videos. works for JK. No, we not, well, none of us know where like where like who did what. Yeah, it just all wow. showed up. Maybe yeah. just a fan. Like a there's some vociferous JK fans out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said as a bit, like they should put one of your quotes over space graphics, and then a bunch of people I tweeted saw that, that today. Awesome. That's true. You got a lot of like tech savvy people. Yeah. Normally I tell my people to do something and they're like, yeah, go fuck yourself, pal. And I'm like, I respect you for that because they're they're like me, they're cynical. Yeah. But the, you guys are, you guys have like great, we great created group. a great cult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So on that note, you started businesses. Right. Now, like here you are, you not only have uh, JK News and JK Party, all the JK, the triad right. of JK channels. Um, you have your you, own channel. A com- company. You have mm-hmm. your own channel, YouTube on YouTube, all of this is on YouTube. You have YouTube. several restaurants. And then, he's just beating me to the punch at all yes. of this. Go ahead, Steve, take it away, You're Steve. You're well-dressed. You're oh, a good lover. You. I've heard an excellent lover. Uh, you know, you got it all. You're the and man you, who has it all. What do you give to the man who has it all? You know, what do you want for your birthday? You've gone into investing and all that stuff. Were you always like that? Like, what, did you grow up in an environment? Because I found um, a lot of people that know a lot about investing, yeah. they grew up in an environment where their parents knew how to invest or were good with finances and all this, and they they taught them, um, they learned from their parents. It's not stuff that they teach you in school, necessarily, unless you go to business school mm-hmm. or some it's a finance school. Um, did you grow up in an environment where that was, like, known? Absolutely not. My parents were ridiculous with money. Like, what I mean by that is, um, so they, I think they grew up really rich because they didn't understand how mm. to handle money at all. And <laughs> my dad had this spending obsession. Like, he would always be buying new cars, new clothes, new things. And even as a little kid, I would remember lecturing him, like, stop <laughs> pretending that we're rich. The bill collectors <laughs> keep calling. <laughs> and I remember, like, I loved picking up the phone and answering. And then at one point, they would tell me to stop answering it because it would be, like, Debt collectors. debt collectors and stuff like that and we would get things repoed and all that and oh man yeah so i grew up where i hated the irresponsible financial like behavior so it was all that image was. based yeah because yeah my my uh my parents were musicians mm. so like they had oh, i they guess were they had to poor. keep up with something <laughs> you know yeah they had to like they were classical musicians so yeah. they had to look good every time they performed they had to so look hard. the part right yeah. and then when they do like they they uh they did business out of the house. So the house had to look nice. Oh. And all. They had to keep up with nice stuff. So they stuff. had clients come over and then they would mm-hmm. do music with them? So yeah, like and like at one point they thing? made a lot of money too because they said in the 80s uh, when Japanese business was really good, a, a lot of, you know, majority of our clientele was uh, their kids. And they would, you know, they would be charging hundreds of dollars per hour. Okay. And that's that's like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Right. So, but so then that's today, cocaine money right that's there. like yeah. $500. They, but then once that ran out, because, you know, I, I guess the Japanese economy went down, they still had the same spending habits. Oh. Right. That's hard. But yeah, I didn't grow up around money. I didn't, I didn't know how to... See, that's why I, I, I say, just, knew, yeah. just make your brand just sloppy. <laughs> it's like our brand is we're messy. We suck. We're messy. We're very poor. I'm poorly so, dressed. I'm poorly know, haired. Like, don't expect much. And then when we do like have something the cool, people are proud of you. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, but I think they were really just keeping up with the, I guess, the, the Joneses. The Jitsukawas. Right? The Jitsukawas, right? <laughs> They're trying to keep up. Yeah, it was always an image thing. And I think at an early age, I just saw that as so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to, like, make money for myself because I was like, okay, well, you guys make promises about birthday presents and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you kind of bait and switch me. And I'm like, I'm going to find out how to make it on my own. How do you mean? So so, they're, so you're, <laughs> it's like Christmas time or something, right? right? And they're like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And yes. then they're like... Hey, we didn't get you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? That, that's what would happen. Were they happen. like, but we yeah, got yeah, you yeah. the super sweet knockoff. It's just like the real exactly. thing. Exactly. That's exactly what the Kirkland would brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kirkland brand. Wow. So I would ask for like a Nintendo and then they would get me like, like a pretend Nintendo. <laughs> a pretendo? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's just pretty bad, too. <laughs> but I mean, I mean. So you were yeah. a Sega kid? Yeah. I mean, no. I, yeah, I had a Sega. Yeah. <laughs> I so, was still, yeah, it was. I was like not ungrateful for it, but I it did get me motivated to start. You know what? I'm gonna collect cans and make money on my own or figure something out because I can't really rely on them anymore. Oh, so yeah. like money back then to you was like uh, not a secure source. Like it's not. It wasn't your beliefs about money. It was like it's fleeting and not there. So you wanted to make sure that it was more secure. Yeah. 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 I always felt like. I had to kind of pile up a lot of money on my own because they were being irresponsible. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, How old were you when you started doing that? Oh, 
man, I think I was in first or second grade when I started to. Do you guys remember Pogs? Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. So I remember. Um, I don't know how the game was played, but we always collected Pogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same. I never played the game. Oh, I know. It's how like to play, Pokemon but cards. It was- it was just I didn't like losing my pogs because I was not good at the game. So like you play for keeps a lot and like you have to slam this slammer down on yeah, pogs and whatever flips over, you get to keep. But like so I didn't want to lose any of my pogs, so I never played with anybody. We played oh. pussy rules, nobody played for pinks. Oh. We all we nobody would keep pogs. We all just did it just to play it. Oh, that's really? nice. Yeah. I no, we, we played when I yeah. found out. <laughs> No, we wow. played for real, and yeah. we would get scammed by smarter, older kids. And, and now you stuff. like gambling. Sharks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll, they'll be like, all right, I'll give you 50 pogs for that slammer. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay. But they're and really shitty pogs. Exactly. Yeah, oh. I fell for that. And he that. gave me 50 crappy ones, and yeah. I'm like, okay. And but that slammer's all shiny and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brand new. I Dude, thought it was going to be a fair trade. You know, same 50, childhood. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh but God. it taught me. It taught me like, okay, people are shady. People, you gotta watch. Yeah. The, you know, you gotta read the fine print. Mm-hmm. So I think things Don't like that taught me a lot. Word. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I wanted to sell pogs, so I I got all of my allowance, and then I bought pogs. I went to school, sold it all, and I showed my dad, and I thought he would be really proud of me, right? And he actually got really mad, and I got a spanking because what? I didn't understand profit. Oh, so what I you sold them as retail uh, uh, wholesale I, price? No, I sold it for less than wholesale oh, price. Oh my god! No, well, you deserve to spank it. I know, right? I bought the whole case because I was like, oh, if I bought the case, it'll be cheaper, right? And I was like, but then if I got if I gotta if I'm gonna sell these, I gotta sell it cheaper than the store to beat them, right? Yeah. So then I ended up selling it for less than what the store was selling it for because I didn't want me to, so I could beat the store that I bought it from. That's incredible. I know. So you bought you're the undercutting case. the store that you're buying from. It, it was the same. Same uh, sort of like thinking of like, oh, if I buy the case, it's like buying wholesale, but they right. were charging you retail price for the case. Yes. You're like a bad drug dealer. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't understand profit. I just thought I'm, this is how I'm going to beat the store. So I just keep buying from them and then <laughs> ch- charging it cheaper. Eventually, you put the store out of business. They're like, yeah. how do we keep up with this kid? <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah. you started your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial aspect of you really early yeah and once i learned profit i was like okay so so your dad spanks you and then he's like here's how to learn here's how to do profit <laughs> basically down. basically yeah he was getting frustrated because wow. i was arguing with him that i was i was right oh. <laughs> that's even because i was so focused on undercutting the competition and okay yeah and taking that's them one, out i mean that's <laughs> one strength to have I mean, yeah i mean walmart would agree but yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly sure if you can do it in in a way that you don't Hey, if you can do yeah. it and grease the government enough where you never get broken up as a monopoly, more power to you. Yeah, you show a loss every year <laughs> so you don't have United to pay States. taxes. Right. <laughs> if you pay more taxes than the, than the middle class, you're a chump. What was your life like with uh, <laughs> investing and all that stuff growing up? My my mom every day would cry on the phone with creditors every single day. Uh, my brother's in the room. He knows. Like, shit was pretty nuts. Um, so growing up, I learned that credit cards are very evil and that um, – Oh, not through not through my mom saying that, but through seeing all that yeah. shit. And so naturally, I got a credit card and went into debt very quickly. Mm. <laughs> very quickly. Expediently, even. <laughs> oh, Faster man. than you'd think. You're just like, this is just normal. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've talked about this before, but I, I mistakenly gave the card to my ex. And she right. ran it all the way up. Right. And it was pretty nuts. Women. Wow. Am I right? <laughs> uh, she could have. Yeah, I mean, dude. It was nuts. It was nuts. So, but you know, I learned from it, uh, and then I I didn't even take investing and stuff seriously mm-hmm. until just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I grew up. My parents were both in finance, so my mom was a banker. My dad is a CPA, and um, they knew how to like manage their money. We were in debt for a while. We weren't by any means rich. We were living in a condo and we had to save up money. They told me no for a lot of things. They didn't promise me gifts and not get them. They just didn't get them. Um, But we were like, you know, very, they set our standards to be like low. Like don't expect much. Be grateful for what you do get. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was very good. And I did learn how to like, my dad was like, this is how you pay off debt. I remember him teaching me that when I was like in junior high, like, because he was paying off his own credit cards and he's like, pay half off every month. Mm -hmm. So like then eventually you can pay the whole balance off you know don't get don't let it get 
over your head and all this stuff. But I didn't know how to, so I knew how to pay off debt, but I didn't know how to make de- make money grow, I like see. investing. Yeah. I didn't learn anything about investing other than start an IRA mm-hmm. or get a 401k, which I don't feel like tells you much like what does that even mean like so you put your money in something and then and then what it just magically grows that's what i thought when i was younger and then you have to get a job that has these things set up for you um yeah i had no idea that you can do these things on your own i Mm -hmm. thought oh first you got to get a good job that has that set up and then you're gonna put away money i don't know where you get the money to put away there but some of it goes there and then magically after 65 years of working or 65 years of age you just can chill that's what i hate about the current system is like is like how to get rich just before you die <laughs> like it literally yeah. is set up that way where How it's like you, but you don't even get rich you just barely keep up with inflation but that's what right. i mean it's like but you're rich comparatively because the rest of the population doesn't even have a thousand dollars in savings right yeah. like yeah. on average oh, so it's yeah. like so like you're rich compared to your neighbor but you're still like five years from dead so it's like the 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 current way that it's all done is is so hilarious. and it's based yeah, on the lifespan of people from back in the day mm-hmm. so today we're living way longer yeah. than we used to like used to be you retire you die in a couple years mm-hmm. you know like but now it's actually like here's how to how to make enough money to be retired until you're halfway to death <laughs> and then you're screwed again and especially if you live in a place like LA where we all live, like you got to make double the money just oh, to yeah. be middle class here. Yeah, like yeah that's true. Because I, I checked up how much you know, like what is the average middle class and all that. I actually, I'm a part of the five percent bracket. Wow. Yeah, that's and I great. don't feel that way at right. all because you live here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because I live in LA, my money doesn't go that far. Let's move I to mean, Texas, buddy. I'm telling and you. And in California yeah. in general, the state taxes are really high here. The yep. everything's Personal high. Income tax, property taxes. Yeah. The taxes here. The cost here to do business is high. Completely. But the roads are. It's <laughs> bumpy. That's why we pay. So great. Because we have the greatest roads and police force in the nation. Right. <laughs> I don't know where our money is going to. No idea. I, I honestly don't know. See, that's why I always say yeah. I would like an itemized receipt of yeah. where my taxes are going. So at least I know, like, when you contribute to a child in Africa and they show right. you pictures and, like, <laughs> look, you helped feed this He's child. It's like, oh, hey, yeah. look, you Showing bought this bomb yeah. that took out this kid in Libya. How cool is that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh that makes sense. Right, they just send everyone pictures of roads. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't really know where your Or show me a tuna sandwich that's getting fed to some kid somewhere. I'll be telling you. I always said that the middle class is probably the most fucked. Yeah. I'd rather be dirt poor or stinking rich. I don't want to be in between. Right. Because it just sucks. Dude, when Amazon pays zero taxes and then like, you know, you get a $40,000 tax bill, who's the chump? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It ain't Amazon. Yep. Like they're paying all the, they're greasing all the wheels at the top and then we all, we don't have a lobbyist in Washington for the middle class. Oh no, No. all the major corporations, they pay like negative taxes. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. So for small business owners and like people just, you know. We get it the worst. Our lobbyists are supposed to be our representatives and then they go to Washington and get bought by the same companies who are fucking us. And so that's why (laughs) it's an amazing circle jerk of like fuckery. And we're all just at the very bottom opening our mouths taking whatever comes into it yeah and then this stuff used to really upset me but now i just go "Mm, how can i work within the system because there's just millions and millions of people how you know it's going to take a genius to figure out a a more fair economy Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay how can i do this on a smaller scale like how can i benefit me my friends and you know try to live harmoniously within this system and i think we are kind of getting it together because it's like we work with people we love and we're friends and we we could kind of exist within this capitalist system without like selling our souls. And I think mm-hmm. that's the real goal. So let's talk about that. That's so rare about you guys too. Because yeah, it's true. With capitalism, you know, people say capitalism is evil and then people are like no capitalism is a good thing. Like right. well, I think that you can look at both sides. Um, but really capitalism is like leveraging your money mm-hmm. or leveraging other people to make money for you mm-hmm. because the way that they teach you in school is you get a good job and you work and then you make money and you work and you make money and you, the amount of money you 
make is directly correlated to how much work you put in, mm -hmm. right? But the way that rich people have done it is using capitalism, is taking your money and leveraging it and, and maybe, you Making know... Making your money make money. It, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It costs more in the beginning and yeah, you have to work for the money in the beginning, but then you're, eventually your money makes money for you or you start a business where people are making money for you and now you're making money while you sleep, mm -hmm. you know? And that's how you actually get out of working till you die. Yeah. You, sure. It's like if you if you try to save money because people are like, oh, make a savings fund. Well, that won't even keep up with inflation. So yeah. you're basically just hoarding a pile of decaying money. So where do I start? If I'm going to start today, where do I start? If I'm listening to this right now and I'm like, what do I do then? Well, I'm, I'm on board, guys. You sold me. I need to invest. <laughs> I think uh, it really depends if you have debt or not. Yeah, Because a lot true. of people start with, you know, like if they just graduated college or, you know, my buddy, he just graduated with a pharmacy degree. And I think he's in debt for like $200,000. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah. So drop out of college. Don't, get, <laughs> go, don't go there. That's I'm my kidding. sister, man. She's got yeah. a six-figure debt from going to vet school. Oh, man. And she's like, I learned fuck all in vet school. <laughs> But you have to have it in order to have the secure yeah. job. But that's what they teach you. They mm -hmm. say, go to college because that's an investment in your future. And it can and be. Then, right. But back in the day when college, college didn't used to be this expensive. You didn't have to take out this much money to yeah. go to college. And then you would get a secure job right away that would pay all of that back. Yeah. And that doesn't, that's not how it works today. Like, and then there were less is, people educated. Right. So, I mean. Even within 20 years ago or something like that, my cousin, he's a physical therapist. And he says back then you can, you can have a bachelor's and then start practicing. Now you need a master's. And that's true for a lot of fields. It's so you saturated. Need a, right. You, mm -hmm. need a, you need even more now. So Stand out more. Mm -hmm. right. You have to pay more money. And I don't really know. It's, it's, to me, it's kind of it's, – it's like a racket. Like it's super expensive. Like you're – already you, you you graduate with a hundred thousand or more if you're if you went to a major university totally. and it's like what well, if you took all that instead and put it into bitcoin exactly right yeah. so there's all these other opportunities lots of opportunities um when did you first realize that you should be investing your money i think i was around 18 or 19 when i started damn that's early dude yeah. i didn't start investing but that's when i started thinking about it mm -hmm. so that's when i got my i guess like I would say my matrix moment when I started going to community college. So I lived in a bubble back then. I thought only geniuses went to university. I didn't think it was for the normal person. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what a GPA was. I was stupid, right? <laughs> so, yeah. And then my buddy actually encouraged me to go to college because he says they'll give you free money. Financial aid will give you 3000 bucks. So, um, and I was like, I want a pound of weed so I could sell that <laughs> shit. And that's where my mind was at. So I was yeah. like, okay, so I'll go. 3,000 bucks gets you like two bucks, by the way. Right? <laughs> three, three, yeah, 3,000 at the time would get you about a pound of weed. And then uh, <laughs> you, could, you could, yeah, probably flip that and make a little bit more. But anyways, that's where my mind was at at the time. And I thought in order to keep that money as a, a government money for free, I had to keep a 4.0. So I studied my ass wow. off for a year. And then people go, well, no, you just actually need like a 2.0. <laughs> but by then, I, I actually liked education. And then yeah. I went to the career center to think about my future and stuff. And I started seeing all of this, like, so you can make 80000 being a dental hygienist. So you can make this. So these numbers were just outrageous to me. I didn't think it was – I was just like, wow, people make 60000 a year. And they were so big because at the time, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, I could live off of 15000 20000 a year. Because you had been. Right, because my mom raised me around twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll get an apartment, whatever." I, I was, I thought like in peanuts. Mm -hmm. I didn't think there was. There's just a huge disparity of education, yeah, financial intelligence, and all that stuff. Exactly, because I came from that, and I <laughs> to to know like to tell my old self like, "Hey, man, you were freaking dumbass." Like, I wish I could tell myself <laughs> that earlier. Yeah, but around that, why time, were you so dumb? You think? What, what, like, what was your? I was in a bubble. Yeah. And the internet wasn't as advanced right. in early 2000s. So you just know what you grew up in. Right. Yeah. But um, someone told me to pick up this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's exactly where I started. Right. Yeah. And I started, it blew my mind. I was like, whoa, so, okay, I can get this $60,000 job, but I can be a millionaire? Mm -hmm. Like, this is true? And it made me think, like, why is it that some people can come here with a hundred bucks in their pocket, mm -hmm. not even know English, and they're multimillionaires. Like, what what is the difference between them and me? I speak the language. Obviously, I should be like ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, I started thinking Very of cocky. Wow. 
very cocky. <laughs> but I do have a better advantage, yeah, you right? A, yeah, you had <laughs> yeah, advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. That's what I'm. But some people are like, "Well, I have all these problems." And it's like, dude, like like you just said, like, yeah. Like if you really put your back into it, man, like I mean, sky's the limit. Right. Yeah. And that's when I said to myself, I gotta learn how to either make some side income or a, or a side business and learn this. And um, I I went with one of my buddies and try to do like an eBay business. Mm. So we started selling things out of our closets to get That's like so a little funding. Funny. Yeah, we would go to yard sales and like buy things and sell that as we were like reading these different books. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, were you profitable this time? Rich Dad, Poor yeah. Dad. Rich Dad, Poor uh, Think Dad. Think and Grow Rich. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. Um, How to Get Rich in Seven Days. No, I didn't read that one. It's a great book. No. Got me rich as fuck, dude. In seven days? But by, by day 50, I was richer than I've ever Shut been. Shut up. <laughs> These are not real books that Steve has mentioned. What really <laughs> helped me out was Cash Flow Quadrant, though. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the one that taught me also about taxes. Also by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, taxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when I was like mind blown. Like, oh, shoot. By the way, the if you're time. listening right now, go get Rich Dad, Poor get Dad. those books. You seriously yeah. read those books. That, Rich Dad, uh, Poor Dad is great. I read it, too. I mm-hmm. got introduced to those books through multi-level marketing, which people call pyramid schemes. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm not to argue that part but what I think is really cool about it is that first they sell you on why you should do this which Mm -hmm. is teaching you all this um, how to invest and all all this stuff and giving you resources like Rich Dad Poor Dad and telling they direct you to the right places but then they sell you on using their company as the vehicle (laughs) and so that's where people get all cultish about it because they're like oh this is what's going to save me and like make my life great Um, I took I was 18 when I joined that I was same age and yeah. and so then when I was introduced to all these books and realized that this is how this is how the rich get rich mm-hmm. it, it did open my mind in that way too where I was like I never thought that we could do it I mm-hmm. thought that was reserved for other people yeah, like I didn't know that into it right I didn't had, know yeah. I could actually go and make millions of dollars if you could figure out how to leverage the system yeah the way that they do that's why I think it's so harmful to teach people like hey there's a they and there's a you and you're fucked and you can't win. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a rich yeah. and there's a you and yep. and you can't win. It's impossible to win. And so then people just get bitter and jaded and they just mm-hmm. fucking hang out and don't don't go for it because they don't think that they could ever make it. Yeah, I used to totally. make those excuses all the time. I was like, well, I don't come from a rich family. Yeah. I don't. I it's don't, all your yeah, beliefs I'm on not money when enough, you're I'm younger. Not, yeah, so. You're not white enough, whatever. Yeah, that yeah no, that, that's an excuse, too. A lot well, of people say that. We'll tell you why you can make it after this break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hope you're enjoying this break. And also, hopefully you're subscribed on CastBox, because even though you can listen to our podcast on any app, we hope that you're listening to it on CastBox, because that's the best one. And why don't you give us a break and only use the CastBox app when you're listening to our show. I mean, you could listen to it on iOS or Android, and that's totally chill. But you'd be really giving us a break because we're on break. None of what you're saying makes sense because they can listen to CastBox on iOS and Android. It's not mutually listen, exclusive. I don't know how it works. I don't have all the information. <laughs> I just happen to know that I think it's really great. Okay, well, great. Good for you. Also, if you can rate and review us, it really helps people find our podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. I give Nikki an 8 out of 10. Please excuse Steve and please like us. Always room for improvement. We're trying our asses off. And we're back. And we're going to tell you why you can be a millionaire. Um, I suppose, you know, I'm If you're not, not a millionaire yet, by the end of this Why podcast, are you not a millionaire yet? <laughs> you're dumb. Yep. It's because you're dumb. You're going to be poor forever. <laughs> also, hopefully you're subscribed to CastBox now after that dope ad. <laughs> um, so... Limitations. I think that is the trap. I think that is what keeps people thinking like, oh, I can't do it. Or where am I going to find the money to do that? Oh, that's for people that already have money. Like even, you know, your sister is saying, um, well, I don't have extra money. That's food out of my child's mouth. Stuff like that. In these books, they tell you, put away what you can first. Mm -hmm. Like put away 15% of your income. That's a good mark to start at. Put away 15% of your income. But some people say, I can't do that. But you can, because you're, uh, it's weird the way that life works is the universe hates a, va- hates a vacuum. And so once you create the new standard of living, your life just adapts to to that, what you, to what you've set it. So if you are living currently on 1500 two, let's say 2000 a month, and you want to put away 200 or let's see, it's 15% would be 300 um, 
you if you want to put away that much and now you're living on seventeen hundred a month, mm-hmm. um, then your life can adapt to living off seventeen hundred because yeah. maybe you didn't realize that oh you get your nails done and that you know oh, that's dude. something I that mean, comes off. So much oh you like spend that. extra yeah. on groceries that you didn't really have to. Or how much time? Because you can turn time into money. Everyone yeah. can. Mm-hmm. The fact that people waste so much fucking time, like watching Netflix, like watching, like like watching YouTube videos. Hi, uh, <laughs> you know whatever it is, like like in, unless you're um, whatever your excuse, whatever your excuse is, like time is not an excuse to me. Like you can mm-hmm. cut time out. Like everyone I know who's like I'm so busy, I'm always like, dude, I know that you sometimes you just fucking sit there mm-hmm. and you watch like seven episodes of Jessica Jones. Like I know you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about yourself, Steve? I know you're doing it because <laughs> I'm doing it. But you know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. but then you told everyone how busy you were. It's you're like, right. you know, it's a it's a meme in that way where if you if you really want to go after it and do it you can do it yeah yeah and you can turn so it's about cutting spending at first and also creating new sources of income and creating multiple streams of income is what the book talks about mm-hmm. and uh what i've learned that like passive streams of income is is what it's all about so as soon as you start setting those up that's when you start like that's where that good place to start you know what i always wanted to do? what i always wanted to buy something on ebay right mm-hmm. and then you sell it on ebay for and then you buy something else for like a little bit more money, right? And then you keep buying something for a little bit so more money. So you keep money. trading up? Yeah, trading up, right? But I've always wanted to do that but shit. But how do you sell with it for one more item? money? With one item. <laughs> did, you take one item? That was an episode of The Office that Dwight did that. Did you know that? You're no. so much like Dwight. <laughs> I did not know that. No, but how tight would that be if, because I've, I've read it, I read but some article. But then you article. got magic beans at the end. I was wasting a lot of time one time, and I was reading some Gawker article or some shit, where it was like, I traded the thing all the way up to like a Trans Am. Uh-huh. And like a, not a bad Trans Am, it was like a pretty decent one. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. Like some shit like that. Okay, you go and do that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I believe in you. I think it all boils down to people's... Um, belief in themselves and confidence mm-hmm. and ability and then and and then it's usually uh when people think too far ahead it's it becomes really big too and overwhelming then, yeah and it's like oh well making a million dollars is like probably never going to happen within my lifetime they'll say things like that because it's like yeah where you're at right now you're not going to be able to do that but like tomorrow yeah, yeah dedicate five ten years into something and it'll, it will happen and people say oh it's so long but right. that's going to happen no matter what 10 yeah, years is exactly. going to go by no matter matter what right. or they'll say well, well joe of course you'll say it'll make you'll make it happen because you you can make it happen but i can't yeah i mean that might be true but <laughs> but it has to do. Do. But, but you yeah, started yeah. in a bubble of dumb like right. you said exactly it has nothing to do yeah, with resources yeah. it had everything to do with your mindset belief. and how yeah. you changed your belief system a hundred percent because i think no matter what time and time again i've seen that people who believe in themselves like sometimes i doubt that and i'm like oh you're kind of an idiot i don't know but they'll surprise me yeah. because they become relentless and i and it all starts with that belief of like okay yeah i'm going to be able to take care of my debt i'm going to be able to like knock this down and be debt free it becomes a priority in people's minds mm-hmm. so it, it's funny that like all the information is out there like how to clear your debt how to, the step right. by step is out there but I think the hardest thing to do is people to just believe that, yes, I can clear my $10,000 student loan or whatever it is. And I also think that there's crabs in a bucket where, mm-hmm. like, let's say you start reading these books and then people in your bubble Make see you reading. You. They start making oh, fun of you, like, yeah. oh, you're going to get rich tomorrow or That's something? That's toxic. Okay, big yeah. guy, you're going to make a million dollars. Plus, if you dollars. surround yourself with all the people that you want to be like and that you, you're you all doing the same kind of thing, like, that happened to us yeah. with YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, in the early days. Yeah. Like, we just, it was like us, Mike, Richard, like, like all these guys. Who were also doing YouTube. Yeah. And we were because we were I was a waitress and Steve was working at a printer uh printer print, ink yeah, ink company place. Yeah. And and we were working with these people that just did YouTube for a living and we were like, this is something they actually do. I didn't even yeah. my whole world like blew open because I thought I was just gonna be a waitress till I auditioned enough to get on TV shows and yeah. that's that's it. But these people were doing what they loved, you know. Without I, dude, in like within a year, I was at Maker Studios and like everything yeah. just started opening up because I just started going. If they can do it, I can do it. Right. Like, but I really didn't think like, oh, I'm gonna be a YouTube person. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a while of me being around these people for me to even think I could do it. There's actually a, a rule that you become the average of the five people you hang out with the most, all in personality, in income, in success wise, um, all of that 
you're the average of whoever you hang out with the most. Well, that's pretty cool because you guys are going to be pretty rich soon. <laughs> dude, no kidding. Hey, dude, you just opened a – it's so funny. This is a perfect example, actually. We were just at the opening of your, your new – Matcha tea, tea place. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which, yeah, by the sip. way, bomb matcha. Bomb like, matcha. If you're in sip. Westwood, go to Sip. It's so good. Like, literally, I'm not just blowing smoke no, up really your good. ass. Thanks. Like, I drink a lot of bobas. Yeah. Usually at, like, the mall boba place because yeah. I'm And you know, I don't, so like yours is the best boba I've ever had. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was really quality – Bo- both boba and tea. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really but great. But it's so funny. I was at we were at the opening, right? And I was telling Joe, I was like, "Hey man, how do you even do this?" And Joe looked at me. He's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> he, he, no, that's what's so great about you, though. You didn't front to me and like pretend like, "Oh, I got the secret knowledge." You yeah. were like, "No, what I do is like strengths and weaknesses wise." You're like, "My my buddies all." facilitate like how mm-hmm. we get the food and how we get the matcha and all that stuff and he's like my and you're like my thing is like i help with like the investing angle and like what the location is and like all, mm-hmm. all the all the technical stuff is what you love and yeah. what you dig into but you would be bored doing the how do i source this order <laughs> right uh yeah that's basic i mean even with our movie that's i suggested we bring you on board because it would speed up the process and i think that's just a natural talent that I have of bringing people together yeah. and I know what my strengths and weaknesses are so if I'm if I can't hold something down on my own I know that I can while learning grow and still be able to do and achieve my dreams I'd rather do it in the group it's a lot it's more fun that way yeah and I don't yeah. know if you remember this but in Rich Dad Poor Dad the Rich Dad um it talks about that how if you don't know something you hire someone yeah. that's an expert at it you, that right. knows it better than you they was that their, the plumber thing yeah it, okay, yeah okay. exactly yeah. where like as a ceo as the boss as the you know the guy on top doesn't know everything right. he knows a little bit about a bunch of stuff and he hires people that are experts in that and like leverages people those people that he hires have spent their life learning that mm-hmm. skill and through that it builds his company you yeah, know. I think I learned the hard way when I was doing eBay. I I, um, I was working with a partner, and I was such a control freak, and everything had to, from the customer service to everything, had to be my way. And we just didn't grow. Mm. I mean, at, at, we were making about like four to eight thousand a month at one point. Holy we were, shit, that's great. We were, yeah, totally we were twenty. Two-ish. Oh my gosh! And every month, that's what Just we were selling shit from yards. At twenty-two, that would have been like uh, a fortune. I'm like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> well, uh, we basically started off with the yard sale stuff, yeah. and then we ran out of that, and then we went to get wholesale like items in downtown LA. So okay. we sold toys and diecast cars and airsoft guns and stuff like that. So we did create like a little toy business online. Hmm. And yeah, it, and at that at one point it was really good, but we were just nonstop working mm-hmm. and. I felt like this is it. Like you just make money and then you die. Like exactly. this is fun at one point, but then you become a slave to the dollar. So you're working for yourself, but mm-hmm. you're still working for every dollar that you make. You're yeah. not leveraging it in a way that you're making passive income. Yeah, and I was such a control freak that I didn't let my friend really be a partner. He was more like an assistant. Mm-hmm. And then I think he kind of Got burned down really fast. And he was like, I'm just going to pursue film and become a director. So I'm going to quit the business. So I was Mm. like, okay, me too. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing right now. This is kind of boring. So we moved on from that. It was a great learning experience. But I think at that point, I was like, I need a purpose behind my businesses. Like whether it's fun or art or something. I can't just do it for the sake of making money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. That's the num- that's a, a huge part a component is like following something you're passionate about because mm-hmm. if you're just chasing money like you'll you'll probably find it but mm-hmm. you won't be happy. Yeah, I mean I could probably have a 99 cent store or something. Yeah, but yeah. There's really, I think that's probably the first stage, right? Is to have the confidence that you can run something on your own mm-hmm. and have a legit business. But the next stage would probably be like why. Yeah, or, or, and also where now that you're making X amount of money a month, where do you put it so that you don't have to be working forever? Right. So that's um, why chasing the dollar, like I've seen a lot, you know, we know a lot of people who chase dollars on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're the saddest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because that's all it becomes about. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, what's trending right now? Right. And I know, like, you know, from what we've done, in our, like, I, what I used to do with my channel, like, um, I never made money on this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would put half of it back into it just because I love this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but it 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 takes that love, I think, 
to mix with business to, to so that you don't just sit there and slave for dollars all mm-hmm. day. You have to find the fun and then make that your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I mean, like, I think I do support people going to college and, and getting a job and all that stuff, but they have to be aligned with how what they like. Because I think right. a lot of us choose based off of income. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, being a pharmacist, we can make 150000 a year or like a physician or something, right? They don't see that that means more headache. Mm-hmm. The, the higher your pay the more soul-sucking it is. Like Especially you, if you don't love it. Exactly. Yeah. you got to love whatever it is because you're giving up so much time, mm-hmm. 60 hours a week, whatever it is. And what is life but your time, basically. Right. <laughs> and then I, it's so sad that um, people kind of chase it based off of, like, the security and mm-hmm. the money. And I need to, you know, there's this mentality of, like, I'm going to be poor and, be, it's, you know. Right. Out of fear. <laughs> they're, making, right. they're choosing it out of fear instead of out of love. Yeah. And I, I think that's the hard part is a lot of us want security. A lot of us want... Well, a lot of people don't think they could do something they love and actually make money from it. They're like, oh, those are things I do for fun. Like, I can't... That's just silly stuff. That's why I was at at a YouTube convention and I, you know, I was doing one of those panel things and which is always just everyone tells their life story while everyone asks questions. So it's always like, how do I win on YouTube? And everyone's like, well, when I started in my apartment... uh," And it's like, well, that wasn't... That's not their question, dude. Just telling them your life story is not their question. (laughs) Um... But um, but I but I I was I was always like um, you know what how many people in here um, want to be famous and everyone's hands would go up and then I'd be like now how many people in here uh, know what you want to be famous for and they're all just like I don't know oh yeah <laughs> that's so interesting that's, um, yeah like shit yeah they don't have the why right yeah, and, yeah. and like there's you know like um, like uh, what's what's the guy's name. Uh, uh, George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. When you when you hear that name, George Washington Carver, what do you think of? Peanuts. Peanuts, mm-hmm. right? His whole life, it can be summed up by one word, <laughs> and it is peanuts, right? <laughs> what if Joe Jitsukawa, Nikki Limo, Steve Green, what if our whole lives, everything we've done in our lives could be summed up by turn peanuts up. or turnip <laughs> or fucking fruits or, or yeah. shitty fake pranks or whatever? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be around for very long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's no knock on George Washington Carver. It's what branding does to people, right? right. Like, you get known by what you do. And so, you know, your life can be summed up in, in such a way. So that's why I can't, you know, make an Orbeez milkshake and and look at myself in the mirror. I, I just can't do it. Now, I know a lot of people can, and that's great. Yeah. More power to you if you mm-hmm. if you like yourself while you do it, really. Yeah. But I can't hang with it. Like, or like jumping into a pool of Orbeez or whatever it is. <laughs> I just, because that's what you are. You are what you make, right? Uh-huh. You are what you're known for. Yeah, that's true. Like it or not. So like, you can win at that and call yourself a boss bitch and whatever you want to do. But we all know you as the Orby lady or, or I, the Orbeez I guy. I also think it's about <laughs> how you do it. Because if you're... If you're doing Orbeez and it's about the Orbeez, then that that's no good. But if you're doing Orbeez and your brand is built around, like, you and you're just trying it for one thing, like, I think it's different. Like, some people I've seen get away with trending stuff because they've built their brand in a different way. Um, but, yeah, do you want to talk about branding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Well, no, because... Yeah. Um, that one's a hard one to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well... It's like, uh, too, also, like, when people associate with you, they're associating with your brand. Yeah. So if your brand is too embarrassing, like, it becomes tough for people to want to, you know, make shit with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just becomes very difficult. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they find themselves in this box where it's like, well, nobody wants to make shit with me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, well, I'm really popular on YouTube. I don't know why nobody wants to make shit with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, it's because you got to think of demographics. So you could be – that's what's really shifted things, I think, in the social media world is that uh, the biggest demographic for social media is children. So when people see successful numbers, the most successful people have a base audience of mostly children. Mm -hmm. And then the smaller channels, maybe not so much. Just because you have huge numbers doesn't necessarily mean you make great content. It means you make content that appeals to children. Yeah, when you have a meet and greet and it's all children. Yeah. You gotta wake up. Yep. You gotta wake up and smell it. And that's fine, by the way. And you can like it, by the way. I'm just saying you can't pretend like you're this, like, like, like you're gonna go to the, like some some stand up show and everyone in the audience is gonna know you yeah or like like you. yeah you they they don't know you people your age won't necessarily understand your content mm-hmm. right yeah exactly and that's where it gets tricky 
And that to me is why I bring up peanuts because I don't want to be known for that. Peanut you know guy. Yeah. Well, no, or no, or for whatever. You know, like I don't want to be. I don't. Li- I don't like the idea of being known as like. Here's the guy who got who crushed it with views on YouTube. Well, uh-huh. you don't want to be a Pee Wee Herman. That's Exa- what it is. Dude, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like you're not a child's performer. Yes. Okay. I want to do what I like. Yeah. And that's it. So, and I'm not better than people who who don't. So let's talk about getting there then. So now you you figured out that you could run a, a business, right? And then then what? Now what? Um, as in like to, like, to stay to keep the integrity. And, yeah, to keep oh, the yeah, integrity yeah. and and to like get where you want to go. Like if your ultimate goal is to what produce stuff that you think is funny and good yeah, totally. and like stuff you want to work on, well that costs money and that costs that you need all those resources. Mm-hmm. How do you go about even doing that? Something like that. How do you go about living your dream? I think the cool thing about business is there's really no one set way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, you can literally just go balls out and and just 100% focus on your channel or you could have a side job and like drive for Uber and Lyft and or you know there's so many different methods of how to approach your dream but I think the best for me was to f- figure out what my monthly income was or like what I need to survive like mm-hmm. you know some of you listening you probably li- if you live with your parents you're in the best position yeah. ever you might think it's risky, but it's absolutely Rent not. Takes this is so much. Right. Yeah. So I would first and foremost calculate what I need on a monthly basis and try to get that covered in the most efficient work possible. That doesn't take take my whole entire schedule up. So like whether it's waiting tables or driving or something. I think things that where you can get tips on top of your hourly wage is probably the best way to go. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, There's some waiters in LA who yeah. you do a hundred a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't doubt it. No joke. Well, like if you work at like one of the doper restaurants, right? Or like if you're bottle it. dude, bottle service girls kill it. I remember being so jealous because it's hard to get in that yeah. um, circle. You have to really like to party, which is see, follow your bliss. Um, I'm not a party person, so I could I couldn't get those jobs. But like they're at the club anyway. They associate with all the club owners. They become bottle service people, and they were making like a thousand dollars a night. And a night, I mean like four hours. I yeah. mean like five hours. And That's, they make a thousand dollars in cash. And yeah. these girls were, were walking around with just like designer purses, all the stuff. They don't know where to spend it yeah but they are making a lot of money yeah there's a lot of work out there yeah there's even work uh, people can start immediately so like if they're in let's say painting or fitness or something right yeah if you're you just got to find someone that you're one step ahead of mm-hmm. so if if you want to be a fitness coach or you want to get into the fitness industry you know you can get like a client that you train for an hour and you charge them like half the rate of what they would normally have to pay or whatever it is and then you know not only are you working in what you're passionate about but then you're starting to immerse yourself in the pa- in the industry and all that stuff so i think um as much as possible whether you're driving for lyft or being a waiter or whatever spend 24 7 doing exactly what you want to do mm-hmm. and Treat it like it's 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 getting a PhD or something. Treat it like you've been hired to do that job. Yeah, I think a lot of times people take their job more seriously than they take their dream. Right. So like they, so they'll show up on time for their job. They'll work the amount of hours they need to for their job. But then they get off work and they don't work at all dream. on their dream. Yeah, because they're all burnt out. Like right. I, I have a buddy who. You know, he's in the medical industry, and for the longest time, he's been wanting to be, like, a guru slash life coach, right? And I was like, you should do it, man. And if you're going to – you got to put your money where your mouth is and just quit and do it and, and you know, do what you want to do. Or Take do nights. Risk. Dude, when I was starting yeah. out, like, uh, in L.A., I remember I would do his shitty-ass, like, eight- to nine-hour job a day, and then I'd be done with it, and I'm at I'm – at, you know, UCB or IO or one yeah. of these places, and I'm doing that fucking four or five nights a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to do it because you love it. If mm-hmm. you love it, you have a huge advantage on everybody else. 100%. Like, That's what broke up one of my relationships um, because... you worked so hard? Yeah, and I prioritized, <laughs> yeah. I prioritized my... You know my dream, which yeah. is the reason I moved to LA. I'm like, we're not going to move to LA, and then me not prioritize yeah. that. So we, I would work at a restaurant, um, and it was I picked a restaurant because it was flexible enough that if I had an audition or I had I booked something, I could get my shift covered, and you could do 
you know, mornings or afternoons or nights. Um, so I would do that. And then uh, right after my shift, I would go to an acting class. And during with the acting classes, you have homework. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like you come home and you're free. Then now I come home from my acting class and I have to work on a scene and I'm, you know, breaking down characters and, and you're doing, I'm, I was doing all of the stuff that I needed to do, but it just didn't work with someone that didn't have something that they were pursuing. Yeah. Dude, that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. When somebody doesn't have anything to do, they just try to suck you down mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Like in their, why can't you just like hang out with me thing? Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, I have a dream. I want to work on it. Like I would, I would, um, I would do so much improv that even like I would be in an improv class, right? And then I would be in a group that we started on the side where we'd hire a side coach to come to our apartment yeah. and yeah. teach us more improv. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you want it, you're going to go get it. Yeah, you got to bury yourself in the dream. So yeah. that's investing time. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Oh, and time money. Effort. Yeah, and money for um, some classes. And, and then my students. parents would be like, what the fuck are you doing all this improv for? It literally won't yeah. make you any money. And they weren't bad about it, but they right. were like, what is this for? They didn't what understand. Is it doing, yeah. Steven? Right. They thought you were wasting your time. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. playing make believe. But luck uh-huh. to me is when preparation meets opportunity. Exactly. Right. So as soon as YouTube came around, I had my improv stuff that helped me do everything on YouTube. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like so I'm going on people's videos and they're like, We want to have Steve Green back. Yeah. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't put the Absolutely. work in there. No for way. Sure. That's how I feel too, because I got my start in YouTube through a, a casting call on Craigslist. I did not I've never answered Craigslist ads ever, yeah. but I was looking for stand-up gigs and I'd had luck on there finding stand-up gigs. There were no stand-up gigs, but there was a, a casting call for a girl to be in a comedy sketch. And so I responded to that because um, I saw some of their videos online. It was pretty, pretty well produced. It ended up being totally sketch. Um, who introduced me to all the other YouTubers that were trying to do like scripted stuff at the time, but people didn't know how to act. Mm. Like YouTubers didn't had no acting training. And I had only done acting training, so they were passing me around from channel to channel, which I didn't know at the time were the top 100 YouTube channels and comedy at that time um, I had no idea that that world existed and I was appearing on everyone's channels and then all of their fans were coming to my channel which had no content on it but like they're just like who are you who is this girl Um, but none of that would have happened I wouldn't have made it in YouTube wouldn't have met your husband yeah I wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't done any of that acting training and like really took that seriously so that when the job came up, I, you know, I put everything into it. I was standing in Shane Dawson's apartment in 2009. I had no idea who he was. I was Me just, neither. I was just there doing a video with his brother. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like being all like elusive and, and like weird. And I was just like, oh, I guess he's like, I don't know, he's a shut in or something. <laughs> like, and, you know, and then I met, I ended up being closer with Shane. But like, that's, that's just one of those funny things where it's like, you don't, like you said, I was so ignorant to the space yeah. that I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just here bumping into walls, like trying to do funny stuff. I remember Michael would uh, talk about these people like, and so-and-so is going to be there. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, It was right. like, Jilly Bean's going to be there. And I'm like, I've n- never heard. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not better than Jilly Bean. I guess, I guess I'm better because my name's not Jilly Bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, I think the main, I guess, common denominator for everyone here and people who are wanting to start their own business and all that is um, you got to get used to long-term, like, payoff. Mm-hmm. So like you put all this effort in for years and then finally you'll start to see like when luck meets preparation. Yeah. Are we, we're prep, what was it? Preparation <laughs> meets opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. opportunity. And that's luck, right? That's yeah. what people see as luck. And because I have a similar story too, where like after I graduated, I was $35,000 in debt for credit cards. Wow. And I just, yeah. And then, but every day after work, uh, I would meet with Bart from 7 p.m. to midnight and we would write, and on the weekends we will film, and yeah. so and then we we would post a video every Sunday, and we would try to sh- you know sharpen those tools, mm-hmm. and then eventually I paid off my debt, and after a year and a half, and we went full time with J.K. That's pretty crazy. But, a year and yeah. a half, you paid off. The yeah, that's I, I aggressively like. I lived with Bart's dad. I rented a room. Wow. I ate like scraps. Like I did no fun things. Yeah, these are the yeah, things yeah. people don't. But don't know, you treasure don't those hear. moments? When yeah. you look I do. Back, I do. Right. Yeah, I'm the yeah, same yeah. way, man. Like, I love it. Living in squalor the way I did. And, yeah. Like, scrapping my way through. Like and you're I, like, thank you, old me, for doing yeah, all that. Yeah. 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 And then there there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of times where I'm like, man, why am I doing this? I don't. Is this going to even work out? But I think just sticking with it 
And at the and end of the day, believing, yeah, that, yeah, you got to tell yourself, nope, it's going to work out. And it does. It always does. Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, and then there's always stuff that you wish you had. Like, there's still stuff yeah. where I'm like, I'm not where I want to be, you know, like yeah. all the time. I'm like, I feel that right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you ever feel like I made it. And no. so then it's just yeah. what's next. And, and I think a lot of that is like, you know, investments and where you want to go next and how can you get the funding to get there? Well, we'll put it, we'll put it in here. We'll put it in, we'll put money in there mm-hmm. and, and watch put it money grow. money into Bitcoin, bud. Yeah. yeah, and the crypto. Yeah, you guys are you both into that. We love it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for being a guest uh, on our, our second episode here of Should They Don't Tell You. Um, we like to end it, and by we like to, I mean we've done one episode already where we've done this. Uh, we're going to end it with uh, just one sentence of like your final thoughts. Oh, crap. It doesn't have to be <laughs> anything crazy. I'll take it. Okay, do it. Um. My final thought is, uh, this is financial advice to buy Bitcoin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, I just love it because everyone on yeah. in crypto YouTube likes to go, this is not financial advice, but then they just talk about financial advice the entire time. I think it's so funny. Um, but but no, to me, um, investing uh, in yourself is the best thing you could ever do. Investing in what you love is the best thing you could ever do. And um, if making money is what you love which i know a lot of people do and they like to buy fast cars and they like to fuck hot hookers and they like to buy a high rise in miami and vlog themselves walking around it and be like you could have this life too i'm the shit i'm rich as fucker fuck you know <laughs> like like then that's if that makes you happy then then go do that like i i'm all for it i couldn't hang with that i could do the being rich as fuck part but then i have to do i have to do the i also like to do this part and that, to me, is the magical elixir that will have a fun life. That was a really long sentence. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Do it. So, okay. Um, it's not the method. The step-by-step is out there. All the information you can look on Google of how to invest, how to open a business, all that stuff is free information. The hard part that I think everyone should focus on is controlling their own emotions, motivation, all that stuff. That's the hard part, how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And that stuff you can't really read from a book and understand. So start getting experience now. And we didn't even talk about emotional, like uh, taking your money out of an investment because oh, wow. you get emotional yeah, and it that, gets, goes stuff. down. And uh-uh. we'll, we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, that's that's great. Um, I think mine is like go buy Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> yeah, go go buy it I and agree. read it and start there. If you're starting at ground zero, mm-hmm. go buy Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Go buy those three books. And just get back to us after you've read those. Um, thank you so much for listening and tune again. I hope you're subscribed to Castbox. It's our favorite place to listen to podcasts, and we'll see you next time. I know I keep talking or about we'll hear, it, so we'll I promise you, I'll do a crypto episode because I know I keep teasing it, and I'll do a crypto episode. Thank you. <laughs> do it. Do it. Why didn't anyone tell me? 